Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, welcome to Fightful. Uh, for the next few minutes, it is September 3rd, 2023. We will be uh, carrying you right over into September 4th, 2023 for your AEW all-out post-show review on an incredible uh, week for AEW. As far as news goes, as far as achievements go, there's just it's it's an insane week. It is an absolutely insane week. If you're here on Fightful, one of over 100,000 strong that subscribe to us, please leave a thumbs up. Uh, get in your super chats. Get in your humper chats. That's how we know what you guys want to talk about. We are joined by uh, Cresta, who hosts the AEW Collision show every Saturday. But no AEW Collision show this Saturday because WWE Payback was last night. So we're going to briefly touch, uh, when appropriate, on AEW Collision. Well, we've got an incredible AEW All Out show to talk about, Cresta. Yes, what a good show. What a hot crowd. And honestly, I had a lot of feelings and worried about, like, are they going to start chanting CM Punk? No, every, yeah. the, the, the appropriate chants happen tonight, especially me. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, and of course, we got the news this weekend. Uh Gosh, was it at this point? I can't remember if it was Friday or Saturday. It, it was, was Saturday. Yesterday. It was Saturday. CM Punk terminated by AEW. And uh, for those of you who somehow missed it or somehow missed our our uh, full on show that we did about that or our numerous articles that we have on FightfulSelect.com, the best five dollars in the business. Here was the statement from AEW. It says. AEW has terminated the wrestler and employment agreements between Philip Brooks, CM Punk, and AEW with cause effective immediately. The termination was confirmed today by Tony Khan, general manager, CEO, and head of creative a of AEW. The termination follows a week-long internal investigation of an incident occurring backstage at AEW All in London on Sunday, August 27th. Following the investigation, AEW Discipline Committee 
uh, met and later convened with outside legal counsel before making a unanimous recommendation to Khan that CM Punk be terminated with cause. Khan offered the following statement, quote, Phil played an important role within AEW, and I thank him for his contributions. The termination of his AEW contracts with cause is ultimately my decision and mine alone. Of course, I wish I didn't have to share this news, which may come as a disappointment to many of our fans. Nevertheless, I'm making the decision in the best interests of the many amazing people who make AEW possible every week, our talent, staff, venue operators, many others whose efforts are unsung but essential to bringing our fans great shows on television and at arenas and stadiums throughout the world, end quote. Now we'll ask of our audience at least, like, by all means, chime in with your thoughts, your your, your feelings, your emotions, super chats here at youtube.com slash Fightful Humper Chats. Let's not be toxic. There's plenty of that elsewhere. Let's, I'm not saying keep it positive, but, you know, let's not do the name calling or the, the, the that type of bullshit that we can avoid, but... Cresta, what were your your thoughts when you heard this news? FightfulSelect.com, best $5 in the business, broke the news of the Jack Perry interaction, uh, the, the, the physical confrontation. There was word that CM Punk lunged at Tony Khan, sending monitors going into him, and, and Tony Khan said it was the first time that he feared for his safety and even his life at a wrestling show. He addressed the Chicago crowd last night. But what were your thoughts first hearing the news and then hearing what Tony Khan had to say about it before collision. My initial thoughts were like this for a good <laughs> 10 minutes. I was stunned because you think of CM Punk and you think of immediately collision. He's kind of synonymous with AEW. I was just legitimately stunned. Then when I read the release statement and they said unanimous recommendation, I started laughing and not laughing because it's funny. I don't think anyone should lose their job, but it's like, Oh, we're at the finding out part. It's sad. It's unfortunate. I tweeted about this earlier. It's not the end of the road, I think, for CM Punk. I think some self-reflection, some time off, and he'll come back and he'll be fine if that's what he chooses to do. I was just, I was gobsmacked, surprised, gooped. I was gathered like a ponytail. I couldn't believe that he legitimately got fired. I could not believe it. I was surprised. So this is going to be something, obviously, that gets talked about for, for quite a while, but I thought AEW did a phenomenal job tonight making Agreed. people forget a little bit about it. And um, I can tell you guys personally, covering CM Punk has changed the course of not just my life, but my family's life. I, I've mentioned this before. I, I was poor before I covered CM Punk's return. And that was a life-changing story for me. Uh, and I'm not going to sit here and say that covering that story is completely responsible for Fightful Success, but it did make a lot of people go, oh, damn, maybe we should give this thing a shot. Maybe we should check out this FightfulSelect.com and all that. So uh, I'll tell you what I really enjoyed, covering CM Punk coming back. I'll tell you what I have sincerely not enjoyed, all the other bullshit. And we got people saying, oh, well, you don't have to. No, I don't have to. And I draw the line with like, you know, a lot of personal stuff and relationships and sickness and illness and even death in a lot of, lot of instances and breaking that news. However, I largely cover what our audience wants. I, I've. Are you familiar with the movie Joe Dirt, Cresta? <laughs> A very long, long time. Th there ago. you go. <laughs> it's something that I often bring up to to all of our staffers. It's like kicking wing at his fireworks stand. He likes snakes and sparklers. That's me. My snakes and sparklers are contract news and and the like. However, 
other people want other things. And this is a general interest story. And uh, while I would love to sit here and sell our audience snakes and sparklers all day, sometimes <laughs> they sometimes they want some whistling bungholes, as they call them. So uh, CM Punk. I'm sure that we'll get plenty of chats uh, regarding this, but mm -hmm. uh, Parker Hines says, was super down about all out in the punk situation, but damn, this made me forget about the world's problems. 9.25 out of 10 show. Not a lot of punk chance to. I barely I heard any. I will say to your point about covering CM Punk, when I, I started watching wrestling recently in 2018, and before he was even back, no matter what show you watched, everybody was cheering for CM Punk. Seeing him make a resurgence, mm -hmm. like the rise of CM Punk until this point is kind of like, it's crazy. You don't get to see that a lot. So polarizing. It just sucks it ended like this, but I don't think it's the end. I don't think never. it's the end either. I mean, I, I think that we'll either see him return and or maybe a lawsuit. Like who the hell knows? Mania, um, but, baby. <laughs> whew, I've, you know what? Here's a FightfulSelect.com plug. <laughs> On Monday, I'll tell you what I heard about those rumors that he wanted to go to WWE a few months ago. I'll uh, have those on FightfulSelect.com. Again, guys, I'm not going to outline every detail that we have uncovered, but there was a meeting ahead of Collision yesterday. We have some more on that. The direction of Collision, who is going to be a prominently featured name on Collision, on FightfulSelect.com. Best $5 in the business. And right now, Alex and Kate have a post-show review as well. Corey says, considering the week they've had, AW knocked it out of the park tonight. Thanks for all you do, Sean. Well, thanks for being here. We appreciate it. But there's a lot of praise for this show. Yes, boy, says people got to stop judging cards before the show. James Stalling said, well, so much for All Out being bad. It was effing amazing. I am crushed as this card delivered so hard. What a show. AEW forever. Rovan says, man, that show had no business being that good. And Bako 5 says, if All In was the end of an era, All Out is the fantastic start to a new one. Despite how things played out with Punk, it feels AEW got its mojo back. And Blind Wolf Gaming echoes that same sentiment. Says, uh, this feels like, uh, like a new era for AEW, like after All Out. It's a season premiere feeling to AEW. AEW will be fine going forward. What a hump of a pay-per-view. 10 out of 10. It was. It was a phenomenal pay-per-view. It is exactly what they needed uh -huh. uh, for this evening to get people to not talk about CM Punk a little bit more and say, Hey guys, we're going to be fine. Exactly. Especially on these pay-per-view nights. We're going to be fine. I thought they did a great job. Cresta. They flexed this. My only complaint is a touch too long, but I'm also a grandma. I'm also a grandma by now. I'm playing video games. until four in the morning, but this was actually a lot of fun. The whole card from zero hour until the actual end of this card was so fantastic. And that main mm -hmm. event I hate that he turned Orange Cassidy into a blood orange, but it was still a good main event. It was such a good main event. Mike Leota says, crazy time in wrestling. Just want to say how impressed I was with the work SRS and team did through concussions, travel, birthdays, and now. Never been more proud to be a Fightful subscriber. Yeah, I think three or four weeks ago, I got a concussion. Fortunately, I healed up okay. I flew to London. I came home. Wednesday was my birthday. Saturday is my wife's birthday. And now, hey. as we're on the air, it's our anniversary. <laughs> hey, you the hardest working man in showbiz. <laughs> uh, I'm so I'm excited to be here. I really, really enjoy being here with you guys. Uh, just a heads up, we are going to have any notes that happen from the scrum. We'll have them here. 
Adam Hangman Page wins the over-budget Battle Royal. Now, for those of you, of you that were asking, like, well, why didn't they do this on All In, the bigger show? Uh, I, I had a FightfulSelect.com report tonight in our Scoops thread. The travel would have been a lot more costly <laughs> to do something like this in the UK. Uh, there, there were a lot of other elements that would have prevented that. With this, so many people were already in town for StarCast. Hangman was going to win this. We knew he was going to win this. This ain't no surprise. If it were anybody else, it would have been promotional malpractice, Chris. <laughs> Honestly, with the way that they promoted Prince Nana in the beginning, I wouldn't have hated like an embassy win just because they're being pieces of crap right now. But Hangman Page winning this was the right call. And it's for charity. So to me, no matter who won this, you got shot. And it's for a good cause. Yeah, and uh, Hangman, uh, let me let me make sure of the charity because I, obviously this is scripted, guys. But uh, he was able to decide on a charity to contribute fifty thousand dollars to, and it was the Chicago Public Education Fund, which is awful nice. You know, give him a little bit of favor in Chicago because there is a pretty prominent fellow by the name of CM Punk that hasn't thought uh, much of him as well. Uh, but I, I thought that was. Yeah, the this battle royal it was a little bit of a mess, but Hangman Page getting the win that was that was going to happen. And interestingly enough, it came down to a guy in Hangman Page who had won a casino battle royal in the past, and uh, Brian Cage who won a casino ladder match in the past, and now here they are in the over budget battle royal. We also had Hikaru Shida, Willow Nightingale, and Sky Blue defeating Athena, Mercedes, and Diamante, Mercedes Martinez, that is. Uh, Tony Khan wanted this to be Athena versus Billy Starks because of the work that they're doing uh, on ROH. Uh, you are there every Thursday night. You take over for the ROH team and review Impact, which, uh -huh. by the way, has a monster show coming up for Impact 1000. But Billy Starks wasn't cleared in time. Instead, it's Sky Blues night in Chicago, her hometown. She picks up a win. Uh, what do you think about this one? Um, I love Sky Blue. She's just so spunky. And also that pounce Willow Nightingale did to Athena on the outside. If yeah. we don't see Athena again, it's because she's in next week. Holy hell. What a match. It was a great match for a pre-show match. Why? Diamante taking that cold blue at the end was pretty funny, though, just because Sky Blue, like she had a little stank on a little extra oof to that one. I don't know. Maybe she's in front of her home crowd. It was a good match. What'd you think of it, Sean? I thought it was all right. Uh, again, it's not going to win any match of the year, uh, <laughs> any match of the year stuff, but it's a good opportunity to put uh, several female names on this show that weren't on the show last week either. Uh, highlight them, highlight Ring of Honor, get them yes. on the screen, get Billy Starks on the screen too. And so that way it's like, hey, don't forget about her. I thought it was a pretty solid match. I'm glad Sky Blue got the win too, because you want to. I'll highlight some of these people uh, in their hometowns as yes. well. Now the finish was like, mm, yeah. Uh, MD cyclist says, don't let this distract you from the fact that sky blue burned a kid in church. She's that's a little arsonist, she, baby. <laughs> that's what she says. That's what she says. I love it. Uh, but yeah, it was fine. It was fine. Uh, we also got a uh, shadow C saying cry me a river. AEW will be just fine. Mock said it best. Fragile ego, fragile mind, uh, <laughs> fragile body. Get him out and make sure he stays out. Nobody is above being you, fixing their issues. I'll say that. Yes. Everyone can have redemption. And I think that there are people who 
have done said worse and still enjoy a career. So I completely agree. Eloquent says, as usual, everybody crapped on the card in the build and it delivered. Always trust the process. I would love to see just a phenomenal build and a phenomenal card, though. Like the the fantastic Becky Lynch Stratus match I watched last night. I wish it was preceded by a phenomenal build like mm-hmm. <laughs> Bianca and Sasha a couple years ago. I wish that the build didn't suck for that 10 out of 10 match that I watched. I It's okay to want both for sure. Uh, but we got, uh, we got zero hour Billy Gunn and the acclaimed defeated Jeff Jarrett, Jay lethal Satnam Singh. Now this is a Jeff Jarrett special. <laughs> this is a Jeff Jarrett pitching something and it happens. And what does he pitch? Dennis Rodman in the United Center, 25 years after winning the NBA title. And this is this is where we go. We get Dennis Rodman cracking Satnam Singh with a guitar. That was the point of this whole thing. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Jarrett wanting on TV and uh, Dennis Rodman doing his stuff. One thing about Jeff Jarrett. He gonna be on that pay per view. He gonna be on that card one way or another. I know. I don't hate it. People give Jeff Jarrett so much crap, but he ain't never missed a direct deposit, and neither did Karen Jarrett. <laughs> I mean, Dennis Rodman. God bless. God bless. He did not want to get out the ring at the end. Bless your heart. The match itself was fine. It it was a Jeff Jarrett special, like you said, overbooked. But I was sports entertained. <laughs> yeah, it, it absolutely was overbooked. But this was just absolutely an excuse to get Dennis Rodman on the show, which I think is a good idea. Why not? If you can get him on there. I mean, he was an original, not, not founding NWO member, but an original NWO member. And also you often forget how big Dennis yes. Rodman is. He's six, eight. That's a tall he's, dude, bro. He's enormous. He is enormous. Oh man. Uh, we got, uh, <laughs> We got the main card kicking off, and it kicks off with the most overact in AEW. Better than you, baby. Adam Cole and MJF versus Dark Order. Dark Order won a battle royal in order to get this title match. You got Evil Uno pulling out some shenanigans. You got MJF, who has gotten over a front drop kick and a double clothesline, Cresta. The most elementary builds it's it's beautiful pro wrestling. What I loved about this show is you saw people cheering for these elementary spots. You saw people cheering for two meaty men slapping meat. You saw them popping for two teams that can they coexist? No, people were popping maybe. for that. Like yeah. all that stuff. It was it was a great variety show and I think that MJF and Adam Cole are just just perfect examples of beautiful pro wrestling and how almost anything can work if fans care about it enough. Oh, absolutely agreed. My biggest complaint with MJF is he can't keep getting away with this. Every time I want to hate <laughs> you for real, you do something else. I'm like, ah, <laughs> it's, it's so, like you said, the double clothesline and the kangaroo kick is so stupid when you think about it. But if you think about it too much, you're not really watching wrestling and they're really good performers. You could be doing so much more, but this is the route you want to go. I think them winning here was the right call. Absolutely. My only complaint is, 
what are we doing with the dark order, man? I, I want more for them. Like I want more for the best friends. And I, I said this to you before we went online, I want more for Ricky Starks too. Cause it's like, at some point, some of these guys who have been here from the Ruta, you gotta do something for them. And it's a little frustrating, but the match itself was good. John Silver was putting out, he's a, he is a stiff, meaty man. He should have been in that meat match. <laughs> I mean, Dark Order, we've just slowly seen people slip away. I mean, Hangman's yeah. done with him. They they wrapped up the Hangman thing. I'm, I'm glad they did that. Alan Angels left over a year ago. They he's just an quiet. Impact. Yeah, yeah, he's he's in Impact. He they quietly just did away with Colt Cabana. Anna Jay moved on to Jericho Appreciation Society. Preston Vance had a split. And Stu Grayson defected to the righteous uh, another roh act so it is down to uno reynolds and silver uh some of some of the ogs here and oh man uh i do wish Stu grayson was like you still had the grayson and uno duo uh -huh. but i think that until they that something happens where they just pop up and and get over with with something i don't know what that something might be, but I think that they're probably going to stay where they are. I think they're really, really phenomenal in the ring. They were great opponents for MJF and Adam Cole. We didn't really think that MJF and Adam Cole were going to lose this, but yeah. if you're AEW, you got to get MJF and Adam Cole on the show as well. And they did the swerve with MJF where he, <laughs> he went away and came back, did that whole thing. But perhaps the most interesting thing about all this was what happened after the match when MJF is walking back and holding his neck and Samoa Joe's music hits. Samoa Joe nudges MJF and this is a callback two years ago when Samoa Joe was in NXT and MJF was a security guard there, an unknown security guard and it is a clip that many people have seen where Samoa Joe gives him that shove. And MJF got on social media and said, uh, let me make sure. I'm not the kid you shoved in Brooklyn, motherfucker. Game on. I am so excited for this possibility. I, I think that if they knew what they knew now, they would have had Joe go over punk. I wish, you know, wish they could have could have done that, but unfortunately. <laughs> what are your thoughts on a potential MJF Samoa Joe feud here? I said this for the last two weeks with Iridian, and I'm gonna say it here with you. Joe is gonna have to go over on MJF, just like I thought Joe should have went over on punk. I think Joe should beat the brakes off of MJF. I think Joe is one of those people who should be your monster. And yeah, maybe he get maybe MJF gets one over on him doing heel tactics, but then I think Samoa Joe should go crazy on him. I I like MJF. I do. I think he's the perfect smarmy heel, slimy. He's great. He's my devil too. But Samoa Joe is not for the shenanigans. And I feel like that's what you saw you saw tonight. Took too long going up the ramp. I don't care. It's my you're cutting into my TV time, and I got a meat match. You hurry it up. So, I that's if it doesn't go like that, I don't want it. I say that, but I'm gonna watch. But I'm gonna watch. <laughs> Parker Hines says, "Give me MJF and Joe's promo, please." That's what I'm excited for. And um, the real world's title, Fightful Selected reported, likely just gone. There, it was there for Punk anyway, and didn't make a lot of sense regardless because Ricky Starks pinned him <laughs> as soon as he came back. But uh, I would imagine that's, that's 
out of the fold. They got a new title. They sort of elevated uh, in that sense. We got people speculating. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, uh, we got people speculating on if we think that Punk's thing is related to CTE. Listen, I don't want to speculate on that at all. I think that's distasteful. But um, I mean, I think there's an awful lot about the human brain that we don't necessarily know. Um, I I was effectively an MMA hobbyist, and I'm almost gu- guaranteed to have CTE. Like it was, it's something that if you take repeated blows to the head, you're you're likely to unfortunately sustain and deal with the consequences of. Uh, I'm not gonna sit here and play doctor to CM Punk. It's just not something I'm gonna do. But it's an unfortunate reality of combat sports, contact sports, and in, in the general and and the like. Yeah. I'm not a doctor either. I'm here to I'm here to cut jokes You're not? about wrestling. I mean, I say yeah. I'm a doctor, but I mean like a doctor reverend, not like a doctor yeah. doctor. <laughs> Ryan Field says title for title match. Have MJF win. Put all the gold on him. I don't think they'll do that because uh-huh. I don't think that MJF is going to work that many ROH tapings. I mean, I guess he could. I mean, they they could film it. They can film it whenever the hell they want now because they're not going to have a brand split anymore. That soft brand split's largely going away, but I mean, maybe they'll use the international title as maybe the main title for Collision now. Maybe oh, why not? I, I mean, will. I don't we're, want it. We're going to be talking about that very, very shortly. Uh, we got a sirloin beef sons of bitches match between Samoa Joe and Shane Taylor uh, in 2019. Ring of Honor invited me to Maple Leaf Gardens, and they're like, hey, we have time for you to do one interview. Who do you want it to be with? And I said, I would like to interview Shane Taylor. And they seemed surprised. They're like, anybody, and you want Shane Taylor? And I was like, yes, and that's the reason I want Shane Taylor, because this guy has been complaining publicly about you guys not promoting him very well. And then when I say I want Shane Taylor, you say, are you sure? Yeah, hell yeah, I wanted Shane Taylor who was then the ROH TV champion. He's competing against Samoa Joe tonight. Formidable opponent, but Samoa Joe won. I think this was good because a lot of people found out who the hell Shane Taylor was tonight. Mm -hmm. Uh, It didn't steal the show or anything, but he had a fantastic performance, and he is wonderful. I wish they would team he and Keith Lee back up like they they did in ROH. But uh, your thoughts on this one? (laughs) Exactly. This was a good uh this was a good appetizer to the meat match that we saw later. This was a good match and it was I had said this before the other match came on because obviously I was like, this is a big E classic. I don't need more than 15 minutes. I don't even need seven. I mean ten. This was like a seven-minute match, and it was just meat. It was I love a good meaty match. I don't yeah. I don't couldn't tell you what happened that match besides they were slapping each other. And Shay Taylor was like, I'd rather die than pass out. Much like Orange Cassidy, that's kind of what he did. He he died. <laughs> I think AEW really needs to lean into this sirloin beef sons of bitches meaty men yes. situation with with these two guys, with Miro, with Hobbs, with Keith Lee, with Lucasaurus, Brian Cage. You got Jake Hager around there. Jake Hager can beat the snot out of some people too. Let's get the meat. Just doing it. Big meaty men slapping meat. Bumping meat. I don't Tom care about nothing else. Tom LaValle says Shane and Joe and Hobbs and Miro. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. You could really God. put John Silver in there. He's just varying sizes. They still meet. 
<laughs> well, that's the thing. Yeah, I think that he could be like the Crash Holly of the division. <laughs> Crash Holly was like 200 pounds, and he would come out with a scale and say that he was 400 pounds. I would love it. Love it. Uh, people are mentioned Butcher, Wardlow, Lance Archer. Big what happened Bill. to Wardlow? I forgot about him in this one moment. I'm so sorry. There's a Will lot Hobbs of them. Too. Well, we, Will Hobbs, later. There's so later. many guys. There are so many guys that you can do this with. Uh, guys, get in your super chats. Get in your humper chats. Please leave a thumbs up on this video. We would greatly appreciate it. Also, check out all of our great shows. There was no Grapsity this weekend because they did it live for StarCast. However... Uh, they had my point is by Rob Wilkins and Seahawk. Make sure you guys check that out as well. Jackson says props to the whole AEW roster. I feel every time the company is in turmoil, they put the company on their back. They go out there and reminds us or remind us all what makes AEW great. This felt like an, like an OG AEW show. Yeah. Like they went out and delivered in the ring for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And I think that's what they need. They, they, they need to send the fans home happy. They need to go to bed, go to sleep happy. And Cresta, I'm, I'm about to send our fans home happy, and, and they're going to sleep happy because we got Helix. When I'm traveling, the thing I miss the most is my bed. That's because I've got a Helix Sleep mattress. I worked with Helix Sleep before it ever became helixsleep.com slash Fightful. During the pandemic, I needed a new mattress. My back was hurting. I was sleeping on a slab of memory foam. It was not working for me, but I didn't want to go to a mattress store. I wouldn't have wanted to even if it was the pandemic at the time. But I looked up and found helixsleep.com slash Fightful. And I found a ton of five-star reviews. I found a ton of benefits. There are so many different options. There are options for, for people who sleep too warm, people that want their spine aligned, people who want just anything. And how, how, do, you, how do you find what you need from helixsleep.com slash Fightful? You take an online questionnaire, and when you fill it out, they will find your preferences and match you up to the mattress that works for you. I got the Dusk Lux model. And right now, you can get 25% off any purchase for a limited time using the code Fightful, and you get two free dream pillows. I've had a lot of neck issues, and helixsleep.com slash Fightful has really helped me out in this regard. It's been put over by Wired, GQ, Good Housekeeping, all kinds of people, most importantly, Fightful. But they have over 30,000 five-star reviews. They have great flexible financing plans and it comes straight to your door. If you don't like it, after 100 nights, they'll just come get it for you. What do you have to lose? Invest in your sleep. HelixSleep.com slash Fightful. 
Of course, we're so happy to have Cresta here, but you know, we're missing a couple of people. And look, you got called out, Cresta. Everybody's You're... having fun but me. <laughs> what the hell is that supposed to mean? You're here with me. What the hell is that supposed to mean? We're having a great time, but listen, I have to touch you from here. My friend, like Chris Statlander used to do. <laughs> there we go. Yes, that's it. <laughs> My God, we're very proud of Iridian. Uh, I believe this is the first time she's worked media for AEW. I could be wrong. Uh, don't don't want to bury her in that sense, but uh, so glad to see Rick and Iridian. And, of course, Phil and Reg and Denise are all there as well. We had somebody say, well, Sean, why didn't you go? Well, probably because Fightful comprises half of the damn media room at this point. We're so proud of those guys. So proud we of We did guys. it. Yes. Oh, man. We've got uh, <laughs> Luchasaurus defeating Darby Allen. I thought this was one of those unsung matches. Like, mm -hmm. nobody's talking about this at the end of the night. It was still a pretty good match. Darby Allen selling his injuries from last week. There is no sting here. Swerve hasn't been anywhere in sight. I think he's gearing up for his next thing. Got a little time off as well. So... Darby could focus on Luchasaurus and Christian. And uh, Luchasaurus had the type of match that reminded you exactly why Luchasaurus was so over for such a long time. And uh, it sort of fell, uh, it sort of fell, you know, behind Jack Perry, behind Christian Cage. Uh -huh. And tonight he got to take center stage. He got the win. Now, it didn't come without Christian Cage shenanigans, but I thought this was an important night for Luchasaurus. What did you think? Well, I knew it was going to go down because Christian came out in the white turtleneck this time. So you already knew he was at a special brand of cheating. I think it's great. It, like you said, it did put Luchasaurus in the forefront. But I also have to give a shout out to whatever crucifix pin common spinning combination he got from the torture rack from Luchasaurus. That was oh. clean and crisp. Oh, and Darby Allen always looks like he's dying when he wrestles. But in that moment, I was like... You be faking. <laughs> it was so I, good. I thought that they, the, the only issue I had with this match really was they should have done the torture rack towards the hard camera. They should have had Christian and, and Nick Wayne out there uh, because I think it would have been cool to see the pain on Darby Allen's yeah. face. But I love Luchasaurus using the torture rack too. Like, I think that that is, is a great idea, uh, especially somebody the size of Darby Allen because yes. oftentimes when you look at Luchasaurus, you, you think, okay, well, he's probably the size of like Kane or the undertaker. No, he's six foot five. He's, he's a little bit smaller than test was back in the day. He's like, still tall. Maybe because I'm five, seven. I'm like, that's yeah, really I mean, tall. It is tall. It is absolutely tall. But in the wrestling scope, you're used to seeing like, you know, six, nine, six, ten, seven footers and mm -hmm. all that. And he's six, five, but, he frames himself so much bigger. It's like Rhea Ripley. She was listed as five, seven for a while. She's five, nine now, but you would believe she's every bit of six feet tall or six yeah. feet one. You look at Luchasaurus and you think, yeah, he's probably six, eight, six, nine. Yeah. Yeah. If, like, until you told me he's six, five, I'm like, he's like big, tall, like Matt Cardona, deceptively tall. Matt Cardona is absolutely deceptively tall. Uh, nobody's so as tall Edge. as me, but oh. yeah, he you're is. deceptively tall too. From what I heard, people like Sean Ross Sapp is like five feet and then they meet you and they're like, Oh my God, you're tall. So I, I did it as a rib. Cause there was an absolute dipshit on Twitter who had 
always make up fake news and he's like oh i'm six six so i would just lie and say i was six seven because he would legitimately get upset and then people would be like okay really how tall are you and i'm just like really tall but now when i meet people I always see them size me up like they're looking at me. They're seeing if I'm standing on something. They're seeing how tall my shoes are because I'm just a normal height. I'm six one in shoes like I'm not like really, really, really tall or really, really short. But people are like, OK, what's the optical illusion here? Eh, I kind of like me. it. That's why I tell I people like I'm 5000 years old. If you believe it's sure, I'm older than Methuselah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So Luchasaurus gets the win. Uh, we got <laughs> best friends, infantry, a lot more making the save after the match. I didn't quite understand that. I don't know what's going on there. I mean, who wants to get concerto? You ruin people's careers with that. That's true. You know, but I, I mean, I don't know. Someone's got to come out for Darby. You know, if it's a way for them to really accelerate, like, hey, this is how dangerous the concerto is. I'm fine with that. That makes Fine sense, too. I thought oh Nick Wayne was going to turn on Darby for some reason. I saw seeds yeah. of it last week, and that's what it was. But I was surprised that he didn't. So I'm like, okay, slow burn. I'll take it. Let's talk about a fun one. Miro defeated Hobbs. Van Twinblade says, meet, 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 meet. Van Twinblade says, where's Meet Normous? <laughs> where's our prophet of meat? He's going to miss this one. Bizarro Big meet. L says... All out killed it tonight. All the meat chance. Love the matches, but some of the negativity this week bummed me out. Just trying to focus on the good and move on from the BS. Match of the night. For me, it was Joe versus Shane. Need more STP stat. For me, it was uh, Ricky and Danielson, but I'm open to hearing other. Oh, actually, Takeshi and Omega, but uh, there's like four of them. But I think one of my favorite parts of this match was actually Tony Khan, who usually tweets justified this is awesome chance and said he tweeted justified meat chance it, come on now when they started chanting holy meat holy yes. meat. <laughs> uh, eloquent says tony tweeting justified meat forever chance there was nothing particularly spectacular about this match it was two guys hitting each other over and over again and the crowd loving it because they're big meaty men and eventually miro gets the victory Again, this isn't one that people are going to look back at and say, damn, Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio Halloween Havoc. Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania. Uh, Bianca and Becky. (laughs) Omega Okada. They're never going to say that. But people are going to remember this match years from now because it was so meaty. I couldn't tell you what happened on that match. If you ask me, give you a play-by-play Big meaty men slapping meat for about 10 minutes and didn't overstay. And at the end, the media man won. Me. I'm going to give you the play by play. Yeah. <laughs> Hope it picks up that audio too. That's what meat. it was. It was just meat <laughs> over and over and over again. This was a hoot. Miro needed a win here. Miro needs to be booked like a guy that looked like he would be a world champion one day in WWE, much less AEW mm-hmm. after he, uh, after he he made that jump. Like, I really think that he needs to be pushed accordingly. And now you're losing a big name in CM Punk. Come you have now. to develop some of these people. You've got Keith Lee didn't 
barely emerged. You've got Big Bill. He's just waiting in the background. You got You've Ricky got, Sparks. You, yeah, but I mean, specifically WWE, former WWE oh, people okay. that they signed. Andrade ain't doing anything right now. Buddy Murphy is second, third banana in a lot of stuff. Malachi Black has largely been cycled out. So, like, there's a whole lot of people here that if they would have just been gone, nobody would have noticed if they went back to WWE. But they need to book him. (laughs) They need to book him appropriately. Uh, I've been told that Christian... Uh, did the scrum and asked everyone how their fathers are feeling tonight. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> I I wish everyone's father a safe passage through the night because if Christian finds out, bro, he's going to be at the funeral the next day. He's a menace to society. <laughs> yeah. My God. Uh, the meatiness of this was special. People are always going to remember that. Uh, the post-match... I thought that CJ Perry made more sense of it on social media than it did in general. She shows up after Hobbs faked out on a handshake. We got the handshake, and I was like, hell yeah. Let them squash some meat together. Well, then Hobbs attacks Miro and CJ Perry, the former Lana, held very close to the vest, comes out, cracks him with a chair. He no-sells it. However... Miro cracked him with a chair. Okay. But then he just walks away from CJ Perry. Now keep in mind, he denounced his wife uh-huh. recently. And she posted on social media, social media, I'm not a, the kind of woman that you denounce. What are you expecting here? Obviously, when they are together, they are magic. They have been over together many, many times. I will say him walking out on her makes sense. If you think about the series of promos he's had, and it might be a little hard because they've been so sporadic. He denounces God. He denounces hot, flexible wife. He denounced all the things that made him mirror the redeemer, mirror the destroyer, mirror the unredeemer. And now he's just straight up on mirror berserk mode. So it makes sense. I think they'll eventually come around. But right now he's more on a tear. He's more of a terror without these things. And to go back would be to forsake the path that he's on. It makes sense to me. But when they're together, you're right. They're an amazing duo. They're great. I think it might take a situation of like a Julia Hart messing with her. Or some other woman attached to like a group of dudes, like an Anna J, for Miro to be like, all right, that's my wife. <laughs> Get out of here. Interested to see how this goes. I'm going to work to find out if, if CJ is under a full-time deal mm-hmm. or if it's, you know, a per-date deal. I'm happy for her. If this is what she wants to do and she's happy to be back in wrestling, I'm happy for her. Anyone I feel like who got the short end of the stick in the Fed, anytime you go somewhere else, yes, yes. <laughs> Van Twinblade asked if I saw Nyla's tweet about Christian comedy gold. If Luis could pull that up, that would be uh, quite... Uh, beneficial to us because uh, I, I can't go hunting for it at the moment. Neither uh, but some bangers and there's a lot of. Well, them. she does. She has, she also appeared on the the Grapsity uh, live show at Starcast as well. Was very very uh, happy to see that. Yeah. But uh, the tweet says, as Louis slowly types it out, just ran into Christian backstage. He had a huge smile on his face. I'm waiting for Luis to type this out. Sorry. <laughs> I had to call my dad. Oh, Jesus Christ. I had to call his dad to make sure he was okay. Jesus. I love it. 
Oh man, uh, this man is the worst. <laughs> Chris Statlander defeated Ruby Soho. Some good in ring here. Uh, glad to see uh, the TBS title being featured prominently mm-hmm. here as well. Uh, it seems as if the split of the outcasts is finally accelerated. Tony Storm prevented Ruby Soho from using uh, the spray the spray paint in Chris Statlander's face. Mm-hmm. This is after Soraya had distracted Chris. And as I'm watching this show, I'm like, man, I hate how easily wrestlers are distracted. It makes them all look bad. Like I, that is a trope that I just wish would get the absolute hell out of here. Period. I agree with that. Samoa Joe does it best when people like go to jump off. And he's like, why would I stand there? I'm not doing that. Yes. It's the same thing. Apply some regular logic to these situations. I, I say. But uh, the what do you think about the match itself? Chris Statlander retaining. There were some times where I was like, "Oh damn, Ruby's about to get this win," because like there was the I, I can't remember the the new name of it now. Des- it wasn't Destination Unknown. She hit that. And I thought it was over. But the riot kick from like the second rope hit as well, and I was like, "Damn, she's about to pull this off." So some good false finishes here. Uh, some good time for them as well. How'd you feel? I really thought Ruby Soho might take this. And there's nothing against Chris Stanlander. This match was amazing. However, I thought it was curious that Tony Storm wasn't coming out with them. I was like, okay, whatever. Maybe she's still throwing shoes at birds in the parking lot. Whatever. When she came out from underneath the ring, I was like, this makes complete sense now. Because she don't want to say it. But Soraya, you screwed me. You screwed me. So now I'm going to screw you guys. And I'm crazy. So get into it. I I loved it. I thought this match was great. Again, I'm very easily sports entertained. So you're going to hear that from my mouth all over tonight. That it was really great. Um, I'm interested to see what happens with the outcast. I'm also interested to see what happens with Ruby Soho. Because once again, I feel this. I felt this way in the Fed. I feel like she kind of getting the short end of the stick. I feel like she sure. should have been the TBS champion or something or the other. But I, I don't like how I feel like everybody else will get something but her. And then where's Ruby Soho again? It is always the bridesmaid, never the bride with yes. Ruby Soho. Like She made the women's finals of the Owen Hart tournament multiple times. Uh, she did not win the triple threat match at, I believe it was Revolution, right? Uh, she They even did the thing on, I feel like, All Out last year where she didn't win the mixed tag from Sammy yeah. and Ty. Uh, and there was the TBS tournament final where Jade beat her as well. Uh, she lost the world title match at Grand Slam against Britt Baker. So, I mean, she is like six or seven things deep. Now, I will say this. Orange Cassidy, once upon a time, lost eight straight title matches in AEW. So, um, anything is possible. But I'm glad this got time. I thought the in-ring was very, very good. I don't know if it needed all the shenanigans. I think the Tony stuff was needed to accelerate that story. But, uh, and it would only make sense to have Soraya out there. I think it would have actually made more sense to have Soraya banned from ringside. And then you wouldn't have even had to have worried about booking her. And it would have been a little less overbooked in that sense. Then how are we going to hail Soraya yelling at the top of her lungs? Like Vicky Guerrero. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Parker says, I'm asking AEW to not WWE Miro and Lana, please. Well, she won't be Lana in WWE or AEW. I don't think. She's hot, flexible wife. It says it on the graph. Yeah, she's hot, flexible (laughs) wife. That's her. 
Oh boy, let's talk about this. We're going to have some backstage news on this one. FightfulSelect.com had reported that uh, AEW had decided on Wednesday, by Wednesday, the originally planned main event of All Out was not happening. The originally planned main event was Ricky Starks versus CM Punk in a strap match for the real world's title. CM Punk obviously was on his way out at that point. And at that point, they had found out, oh, Brian Danielson got cleared. And literally got cleared, I believe, between All In and All Out. I could be wrong about that, but that's what I had heard. And they had, uh, this played very close to the vest. Also, Fightful Select reported, Ricky Starks didn't even know his opponent until Saturday afternoon. That's how close they played it. And it wasn't a secret that Danielson was there. We reported he was there. He was also there on Dynamite as well. He was at backstage at Dynamite. And I loved the swerve. And we didn't get to talk about Collision, but it was Ricky Stark signing a contract to face the Dragon in a strap match. And Ricky, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat said, yeah, here you go. It's the American Dragon, Brian Danielson. What a phenomenal swerve, Cresta. That was too good. This is why it's important. There's a life lesson to learn there. Read your contracts. Just because someone gives it to you doesn't mean you just have to scribble. Read your contracts. You could be, oh, my God. My cat is jumping on top of my tower. I don't want her to turn it off. I'm so sorry. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. We could. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I don't let my cats in my office for that reason. It's food time, and they're menacing me. I'm so sorry. Oh, it's okay. But this match ended up playing out, and I feel like Ricky Starks needed almost like a violent confrontation like this. And they beat the snot out of each other with the strap. Uh, There were chokes with the strap. There was a particular tree of woe spot in the corner where Ricky was hung upside down and beaten with the strap. And some of the stiffest sliding drop kicks I have ever seen get thrown to him. Danielson, who has said in the past that he doesn't really like blood, is bleeding. Ricky Starks is out there. I I, I think he's bleeding. I, I can't. I don't even know. But they are just beating the absolute dog shit out of each other in this match that originally was slated for a main event until things changed. One, I think Brian Danielson is more than a suitable replacement for yes. CM Punk. In fact, FightfulSelect.com, best $5 in the business, reported he's going to be a regular on Collision. At least that's the plan as of this week. He had been helping out with creative along the way. This match in particular, how did you feel about it? Because it, it is a lot different than, than the route we were expecting. I'm going to say this match, I don't like blood. And that was a lot. <laughs> the, this match or the last match, oh, that was a lot. This match was good. That ending shot of Ricky Starks literally changing colors and passing out was so gnarly. But that is art. That is the precipice of art and violence. Holy shit. Oh, sorry. Well, whatever. We said bitch earlier at this match. Um, <laughs> I feel like this match was great standalone. But when you think about it in the grand scheme of things, poor Ricky Starks. Poor Ricky Starks. Like, I want better booking. The match was great. I don't think any he's taken away from anything, but he said this promo last night on Collision. I feel like you back at square one. What should have been, I feel, maybe might have been Punk putting him over. Maybe. I don't know. We could shoulda, coulda, woulda. I think there was a build for it. There was a lot more going into it, and Danielson stepped up, and I appreciate him for it. But what happens to Ricky Starks now? I want more for Ricky Starks, and I don't think 
I'm alone in feeling that way. I just hope that they can pivot this into a way that it means something. And then after that real world championship taunting, I feel like poor MJF kind of sort of because there's a there's, there's so much that goes on to it. But in the confines of this match, the match itself was superb. I encourage you guys, if you're not squeamish, to please seek it out and go watch it. But it just makes me wonder what happens now with Ricky Starks. Because he deserves to be champion of everything. I think he's phenomenal. Ricky is such a star. And I don't know if he's like got a new deal or anything like that. But um, when I I look at him, I'm like, damn, that, that seems like a kind of guy that WWE would be like, oh, can we get him? Can we get him over here? Mm-hmm. Um, and Brian Danielson is a marquee name. I mean, yes. he was the most popular man in wrestling at one point. He can absolutely help carry a show. And he and Ricky Starks did something very cool and special tonight. Agreed. Andrew says, <laughs> no Dusker do's and Dusker don'ts. We we sell those too, in addition to snakes and sparklers. It says, good pay-per-view for real. I need Ricky Starks to be a top guy ASAP. I loved how passionate he was in the collision promo. He's like, man, people will just keep cutting my legs out from underneath me. Everybody yeah. else messes up when I get some momentum. Love it. Love it. I feel like this was a complaint that MJF had when he was going to walk out with that whole thing with Wardlow and whatnot. He came back and cut a promo and said, every time I take two steps forward, some shenanigans happens and now I'm back at square zero. But I feel like unlike MJF, who's got the golden tongue and everyone's favorite devil, poor Ricky Starks literally hits a wall and has to slide back down and climb up the wall again. Luke Jagger says Grand Slam is in two weeks. Any plans in place? Yeah, world title Mm -hmm. match. Uh, they'll have two or three important matches on there. Uh, the tournament kicks off this week. Yeah, they, they got some plans. I know that they already had some plans for Wrestle Dream too. Like they had Brian Danielson's opponent in mind. Oh, crazy one oh that. Crazy one oh one says Christian said that he re-signed with AEW at the Scrum. That's good news because when a guy like Christian comes back, you wonder how much he has left in him. Mm-hmm. And this indicates that he's going to be around for a while. So, hell yeah. And, I mean, him, him re-signing with AEW and staying there is, is a good sign because he is a respected veteran. And, quite honestly, respected veterans are booked very, very well in WWE. He could have went back there. Sorry. <laughs> she wanted to talk to you, Sean. She has something to say. <laughs> She's upset. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh <laughs> Also, Danielson, final countdown. What an amazing. I'm, yo, I'm getting worked. I'm getting worked. They've never been this bad. I'm getting worked. I'm, I am, I'm getting worked. I am the tail. The tail is amazing. (laughs) She never jumps up here, but because it's food time, I'm getting worked. (laughs) It just hovers into the screen. Oh my God. Uh, Danielson with uh, the final countdown. Just phenomenal to see that play out in the United Center. So happy for that. Yeah, he only pulls that out because we don't see that all the time. I've yeah. I've heard that's an expensive song. So for special yes. occasions, you get final countdown. Any other time? <laughs> we got Blackpool Combat Club defeating Eddie Kingston and Shibata. This was... This, this was, was a match. Stiff match. It was a very stiff match. It was a very, very stiff match and a very 
rare, unusual finish, which we have seen out of Claudio before. Don't know if it, it looked like there was maybe some confusion, but maybe they were just all working well. But it was a European uppercut and a pin. And we yeah. have seen, we've seen Claudio win with the swing uh, against Jericho. Uh-huh. But listen, I love the work. I'm fine with them being on this show. But also, had this been on Dynamite or Collision, I'd have been like, well, yeah, that makes sense as a Dynamite or Collision match. If it were on ROH or even Rampage, if they said, uh-huh. we've got a big one on Rampage, I'd be like, yeah, that makes an awful lot of sense. And that's not me like denigrating the match. It's just this was a match that didn't necessarily have stakes associated with it. So I was like, okay, did this need to be on the show, especially one week after they were all involved in Stadium Stampede already? It's absolutely fine. And and Claudia's won with the uppercut before. I want I want to make that clear. But I'm like, man, this would have been a great way to draw some people to ROH, or it would have been a pretty good ROH pay-per-view match as well. But I thought it was a pretty solid match, or a very good match. Eddie Kingston hates Claudio Casagnoli. Yes. <laughs> what else can you say? Um, I, thought, I also thought it was interesting that after he had had the pin, you see Eddie Kingston kick out, and it's kind of like... Eh, he, Kind of late. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know if that was intentional or whatever the case may be. But I feel like at some point, Eddie gonna Eddie Kingston has to have Claudio's number. Because every time I see Claudio versus Eddie Kingston, Claudio just beats him up. <laughs> and I'm tired of seeing that. <laughs> Zach Schimmel says, for the cat. Look at that. Your cat's a draw. That's what we need. She's That's right here. Need. I have two cats. And this one that you see is Bully Ray. And the other one is Devon. Devon don't do nothing. But Bully Ray is always bothering people. Her name is Rangar. But she's literally Bully Ray. She's the worst. (laughs) I love it. That is phenomenal. Oh, I think my match of the night. is Kanosuke Takeshita against Kenny Omega. This match was disgusting for different reasons. There weren't blood, but yo, Kenny's neck. I've heard your neck is a stack of dimes, but this man has a titanium neck. Oh my God. He got <laughs> dropped on his head so many times to the point. Like I, I just need people to call out spots in the chat at this point, because obviously the German was the big one, but this match was used to say, yeah, you, you thought Takeshita was going to drop the match this week because he won last week? No, he's winning both of them. Because mm. Kenny Omega's bulletproof, Cresta. He's bulletproof. Him losing this doesn't hurt him at all. But I'll tell you okay. what it does. It helps Takeshita. Takeshita is so very clearly a guy for them. And as mentioned, a guy that they need to help build because they're losing a big star in CM Punk. Kenny Omega did everything that he could to make Takeshita look incredible. They beat the living shit out of each other. Yes. Presta. This was a New Japan match. This was a Kenny yes. Omega New Japan special. And um, I draw the comparison between Kanose Takeshita and Yuya Uemura, if you watch Impact, that these are very young guys who have a great look great skill set but they're just waiting in the wings to be used and this tonight for Kanosuke wow he was great last week he was even better this week and Kenny Omega made him look like a million bucks because as much as Kanosuke was putting out Kenny was selling like he was getting his ass whooped even if he wasn't I believed that he was 
this match was really good. If I had a weak stomach, so I have to stop watching at some point because the next spots for me is a little bit much. And I, because I'm like, Kenny, are you okay? And people, are like, he's a professional. I'm like, okay, but are you okay? <laughs> like, it's gnarly, bro. It was good. I did notice on the German suplex. I saw. I I watched it back to see how he took it, and he like took it on the side of his head. He was so slick about it Camera as well. Trickery, but I believed it. The, the German suplex was brutal. The tease of the top roped one winged angel where Takesh just slid out of it. Um, the blue thunder bomb was incredible. To be honest with you, I look at that and I'm like, I don't know if a lot of people use it in AEW. I know Christopher Daniels does, but he's, you know, got more time behind him than in front of him. Certainly. But uh, that was an incredible spot. And I look at that and I'm like, God damn, man, that, that could be a finish if he wanted it yeah. to be like, that's how incredible that is it, it was phenomenal and then the don Callis screwdriver spot was really good he stabbed it into the ring trying to get to kenny mm -hmm. and it backfired i'll tell you something i love cresta we often talk about the refs getting buried and made to look stupid yeah this ref was made to look smart i didn't particularly take any issue with the ref not catching Callis putting chairs on omega which was followed up by a sick uh, Senton over the top rope, by the way. Everyone the ref, got hurt in that. <laughs> the ref caught the rules being broken numerous times. And I think that that is very important because if you want these referees to hold any respect, mm -hmm. sometimes they got to be good at this. And I wish that this would happen more. I wish the referees sort of had their own tendencies and personalities to where the young bucks would be like, yeah, we want Rick Knox because we know he's not going to enforce anything. Ah. But FTR would be like, well, we want Aubrey because we like to follow the rules and we want her to enforce those rules. That's what very, Daddy very asked in the pre-show. Absolutely. Exactly. That's what I would love to see. This match was phenomenal. It was a star-making moment. Mm -hmm. It's one of Kenny Omega's best AEW singles matches, I believe, Cresta. Um, yeah. I th this was match of the night for me. Uh, where where did it land on and sort of maybe your rankings? Well, if we had to do, I guess the five star scale, every match was a four or better. Like I said, I was very, I'm very easily sports entertained. This match was great. Even at the end, I love Don Callis. I went to the Don Callis School of Facts. Just make it up as you go. And if anyone questions you, I don't have to answer to you. I'm a professional. I think that Don Callis here played his part. He wasn't overly in it like he tends to be. Jamming the screwdriver, like this this bit of cinematography, jamming the screwdriver into the ring to have the camera focus on the one-winged angel or the V-trigger that's about to happen just in that in that third of that angle for Tukonosuke to pull it. It was, it was art to me. It was so good, so good. Um, I was surprised that Kenny Omega lost. If I'm being completely honest with you, Takeshna winning, I'm not mad at it. Again, with someone like Takeshna, I think as long as we push him, as long as he goes forward in a way that makes sense, I'm with it. But if we're just doing this for him to get super kicked, melts the driver next week, I'm going to kind of be pissed. I'm not going to hold you. I'm not going to be mad. <laughs> I mean, this is a big week for Takeshna. I mean, yes. Good God. I mean, Omega beat him like. 10 times back in the day in Japan and um, they, they had teamed together a couple times in AEW, but this is a monster week for him to where he wins at all in and all out. 
insane. Like they they are very clearly making sure that we know that he is the guy. Easiest uh, game of his life. <laughs> Richie says, "Here's for the real star, Bully Ray the Cat." Hell yeah. Her name is Rangar, but she's literally aces and eights Bully Ray. When something in this house goes wrong, she's the ringleader and she's running out first. She's the worst. I love this cat, but she's literally the worst. <laughs> that is amazing. Uh, we got, man, we got a lot of the, uh, a lot of uh, news and notes coming in from the scrum. Uh, Brian Danielson is up there now. Just, uh, uh, uh you know, not as much on the newsworthy side of things. It seems like mm -hmm. a lot of people are doing things in character. I don't expect uh, Danielson to exactly be doing that. But uh, Chris Statlander was also at the scrum. Uh, she, uh, she said that she wouldn't have come back if she couldn't do everything that she did before <clears throat> as well. Um, Chris Statlander also says that uh, that the locker room is always looking for a challenge when talking about Mercedes Monet and all that. Jordan uh, Grace. That's just me. That's just me. Sorry. Uh, but she's in it. She's re-signed with impact now. I know, but I'm fantasy booking. I'm fantasy booking. I <laughs> a big meaty women slapping meat. That's, that's also true. Uh, Brian Danielson uh, really puts over Ricky Starks. Um, Brian Danielson also says that, uh, having an excellent opponent helped him be able to come back a little bit earlier than what he had anticipated. He didn't really answer why it was he could come back so quick, but uh, he says the BCC likes to uh, push and test people as well. Uh, he's asked about like what he's reading and all that stuff, but you know, it, it, these scrums have gotten a lot different. Like they used to be like full of newsworthiness and all that. And it's, it's just not quite that. But you know what? I'll, I'll give you guys something newsworthy. NordVPN.com slash Fightful can save you money on pay-per-views. Buying pay-per-views on NordVPN.com slash Fightful is going to enhance your pay-per-view buying process. Now, one subscription to NordVPN has so many different benefits. But if you're a big pay-per-view buyer like myself, UFC, boxing, pro wrestling, all that good stuff, <laughs> any combination of the three, if they're doing a fight circus or something like that, this subscription will pay for itself after one or two pay-per-view buys. Change your virtual location, pay for it at the prices that other people are paying for it in the UK, in Australia, etc., etc. And you can get different interfaces. Maybe you don't like Peacock and you want to check out the WWE Network the way that it used to be, the way that it was designed to be the easy navigation, so on and so forth. Maybe you want to watch AEW without commercials. Maybe there's some other overseas services that you can't subscribe to and you want access to them. NordVPN.com slash Fightful gives you that with a great deal and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Even better, 24-7 tech support. So if you have trouble navigating any of it, they can help you out. Fastest VPN on the planet, NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Oh man, we are heading down the home stretch. Get your super chats, get your humper chats in. Andy says, Great show, second best for 2023 <clears throat> after Mania Night One. And Eloquent says, Heard a Crimea River chant broke out in reference to uh, Jack Perry's comment. Rocker Production says, If TK doubles down on Jay White, the punk void won't be that big of a deal. Make Collision the Bullet Club show. Jay White is. I agree. 
That's go ahead. Of, go ahead. Please elaborate. I mean, like, I want. I'm about to get ran in again. Hold on. I'm gonna stop before it starts. Go away, please. I think that the ass boys who were cursed by Dan Housen have made such a resurgence under Bullet Club Gold, Juice Robinson, this wrestling gremlin, and Jay White was on top of his game in New Japan for a reason. These four guys are the worst, best heel faction, especially on Collision. It makes so much sense. If you've got Dynamite with BCC, eventually a Bullet Club Gold BCC stadium stampede is going to happen. Uh, it's not called War Games. I forgot what it's called over here, but that's eventually going to happen. Blood, Blood and Guts, guts yeah. is eventually going to happen. They're great. I, I absolutely agree. If you can put it around like him, you've already got organic beef with the acclaimed. You, House of Black can float in and show you guys what for. I agree. Jay White is not that bad. Plus, you got Danielson and Starks. Come on now. It's such good shit, pal. <laughs> guys, reminder, get in your super chats. Get in your humper chats. Yeah. I mean, Switchblade has shown he can headline major shows. He has been doing that for New Japan, and he translates really, really well. Uh, I am ready for the guns are bad agenda to be over because the guns are just good now. I, I think they're good. I think they've got great body language. They've got good tag team instincts. They, they're they really good sellers. They're I'm enjoying magnets. their work. They are magnets. very, very good heat magnets. And uh, so were the Young Bucks tonight. So <gasps> That Matt wasn't Jackson. their fault. Matt Jackson got heat online because he did a little victory lap last night around the ring. So then he opens up by doing it again. And it is an interesting like dynamic that we got here because the young bucks are hated by many in Chicago because of their off-screen rivalry with CM Punk. However, FTR are revered in Chicago because of their on and off screen relationship with CM Punk to the point to where uh, I'm sure that it was just a Wakanda forever that, that cash Wheeler was doing last <laughs> night. Not, not anything with CM Punk. <laughs> I that too. He did it real quick. As soon as the smoke went down, he was like, I oh, don't see anything. <laughs> just a, just a beautiful Chadwick Boseman tribute is all that it was. Um, but it was such a phenomenal dynamic. But what I liked was, the Bucks were eating it up and the crowd was having fun with it. The crowd wasn't, it didn't seem like malicious or anything. It seemed like the crowd was loving to hate the young mm. Bucks. And I really, really, really do hope that people do understand like nobody forced any other human being to have physical confrontations. That did Agreed. not happen. And listen, I, I'm going to stay very impartial in this, but I am adamant. Nobody made a grown-ass man physically interact with somebody else. That didn't, like, set up, instigated, any of that. Nobody makes another person do that. Period. Uh, there are a lot of other elements of that story that you can look at and say, this person was right, this person was wrong, and uh, I'm, I'm with you there. And hey, sometimes... Sometimes people need that help, but as often as this happened, I don't know if that's necessarily the case. Uh, obviously, AEW and their disciplinary committee and their legal counsel didn't think so, but I still hope that one day CM Punk will evaluate this situation and be like, 
let me at least make amends. I don't know what that Uh means for him. I don't know if it means apologizing or somebody giving him an apology. Who knows what it means in his head? I hope he can make amends because this is a story I would really love to be told either on screen, off screen, or them to just eventually get along because I do really, really, it's, it's a bummer to see people whose work you really, really love. Just they, they hate each other. It sucks. I agree with that whole 100%. No notes, 10 out of 10. Yeah. Oh, man. But this show did not get hijacked by CM Punk chance. There were some here. But this show was like, if this show didn't get hijacked by CM Punk chance, Cresta, I don't think it's going to happen in the future. I think, well, I think there are. <sighs> I think we're wrestling fans. We're all in on the joke. We get it. I just, I give up. I just, I can't control her. She wants to, she wants to be a part of this show so bad. I, I can't do anything, man. <laughs> um, CM Punk is one of those people though. He's such an interesting character in wrestling. And I think the wrestling world is better for it as a whole. I think that, like you said, in years to come in time, hopefully he will recognize that, you know, maybe, maybe, Maybe I could go on my apology world tour. Maybe I could chill out. You know, stuff happens. Not everyone's going to get along, but I agree with you 100%. Oh, my God. Get out of here, please. So Dax Dax just, like, he looked at his wrist. He did the it's clobbering time thing. We saw Dax and Cash and the Young Bucks sort of all joining in on the Young Bucks offense with super kicks and uh, BTE triggers and Mm -hmm. things like that. A ton of phenomenal false finishes in this match. Yes. And uh, I had agreed with the notion that this tag match probably deserved more of a build. I'm okay with it being on pay-per-view, but this is also one that could have been on TV, I think. But I think it fit on this pay-per-view very well, especially considering the nature of what happened before this pay-per-view. But I feel like this should have been the result of, of more of a build to them teaming up but bullet club get the win and i think it's good bullet club needed a big monster win and again this doesn't hurt the young bucks it doesn't hurt ftr but it helps bullet club an awful lot i agree and i think that even even with no build just the confines of this match we can kind of blame ftr young bucks for the loss ftr not wanting to tag the young bucks the young bucks tagging in will they won't they coexist but when you guys do coexist you got the assisted pile driver you did the bte trigger you did the big rig and it worked fluidly i think that there is something to be said about these men working together it's kind of like the uh sean michaels bret hart even if you don't like each other the in-ring chemistry is off the charts i'm sorry i i don't make the rules maybe you wrestle with people better that you hate but these two like like these four teams, great, fantastic. I don't know what we do with FTR and um, the Bucks now. If there's anything to do with them, maybe you build it up, uh, make amends, make a bridge. I don't know. And as far as them getting booed, I think the Chicago crowd tonight was very well behaved. Everyone was in on the joke. So at this point, the booing, just having them be polarizing, I'm a fan of as long as you make noise for the people you like or dislike. They, they won. The victory lap was petty. But come on now. Come on now. I Again, I've seen people deal with things worse. It, there was a wrestler who wrote a diss record about someone who lied on them. <laughs> so <laughs> there are worse things in wrestling. 
Some other notes from uh, the scrum tonight. Brian Danielson says that there were a lot of smoke and mirrors in the match tonight, but he was never in any danger. He never even threw a strike with his right arm tonight, and nobody noticed. That is phenomenal. What a professional, bro. Phenomenal. Um, Brian Danielson says that last week was awesome. There are things that are behind them, and they're moving forward. AEW is a product to be excited about. Uh, Tony said that the final countdown uh, was only for two pay-per-views. They've used that. They'll, <laughs> they hope they can work on it. Uh, so, yeah. And uh, said that Tony went crazy about it, and Brian uh, burst into a big grin and said that they used uh, final countdown for Forbidden Door. And Tony noticed that the song actually jumped up the charts a little bit. <laughs> As a result of that, that's what I hope that a lot of these musicians, especially mm-hmm. ones like that, they realize that licensing this to a wrestling show can expose you to a completely different audience, completely different audience. It happens uh, with um, RuPaul's Drag Race as well. When they there have you go. the girls lip sync for their lives and some of these are older songs, they mm-hmm. shoot up the charts. To me, like you said, it makes complete sense. It also reminds me of when... um. When when Danielson did something for Regal and they started playing Man's Man as he yep. was coming down. Uh, shout out to Trevor Dame, who always does a great job recapping these scrums. Just does an incredible job. ASAP Frey says, what's next for AEW to sign Osprey and Mercedes? Well, I think they should sign Edge, too. If you sign Mercedes now, Edge now, and Osprey in like four or five months... And, and you're getting back Danielson, who hasn't been around since like the start uh-huh. of Collision. Boy, that fills that CM Punk void, I think. Edge? Like, hell yeah. Edge's asking price went up this weekend. That's for damn sure. Edge versus Christian now. Heal Christian and Edge? Sign me up. Also, I will say this because I'm always going to be on AEW's ass because I've seen what impact can do for the women's division. If you if you book and get Mercedes Monet, I'm going to need more than the obligatory one match in the second hour for the women and actual storylines. We had two matches, one on the pre-show and one now. Mercedes ain't going to come over here to do the same rinky-dink. So if it works, I hope it works out for everybody. So get on it, AEW. Come on, Tony. (laughs) I heard that a security guard came in and whispered something to Tony. (laughs) Please, but he came back. But he came back with a coffee. So... (laughs) Please, not this. The security guy whispered, I know about your back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, geez. Irene, thank you so much. By the way, guys, get in your super chats. Get in your humper chats. We are at the main event. Irene says, just got back from the pay-per-view. It was a very entertaining show. More than one match could be a match of the year candidate. I completely agree, Irene. Lively and hilarious crowd added a lot to the main, and the main event was a perfect way to end it. Yes, Irene, I agree. And there's something that I want to highlight, Irene. International title main evented. I'll tell you what wasn't on this show. No AEW world title. No women's world title. No world tag team title. No ROH world title. This was a show without the top titles on the show. And it was one of the best AEW shows I think they've ever done on pay-per-view. There were no world championship matches in that sense. You had the TBS title, the TV title, the ROH tag titles, and the like. I thought that was a, a true testament that the, the in-ring wrestling can draw there. I thought that was great, and I love that the international title 
got to headline this show. Uh-huh. And it's funny, Cresta, because I kind of scoffed and giggled a little bit back when it was the All-Atlantic title and they leveled it up to the international title. Well, that was a tie-in for WBD and something they were doing. But then as this went along, I'm like, well, they did level it up. It is a yeah. more important title. And tonight, it leveled up again. Whether Orange Cassidy won or lost, he was headlining against John Moxley, a guy that's faced Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, won the WWE Championship, was in the biggest stable of the last, I don't know, probably couple decades. Uh-huh. The anchor of AEW, this title leveled up again. And I, I know that you watched wrestling, started watching wrestling fairly recently, but in 1993. I was watching when, that. Wait, I took a break. I was watching that. <laughs> okay, okay. In 93, uh, when Ric Flair had gone, they had the big gold belt come back on WCW TV, but they had already established another title. They had established a WCW world title. So what they did was they had the WCW International World Heavyweight title. And it was held by guys like Rick Rude and Sting and Ric Flair. And, and like, it was a world title and they unified it with the, the world title. I think that this should be the perception that this leveled up as well. Uh-huh. And I would love it even if they called it the international heavyweight title or something like that. You don't have to say world or anything like that. But I think that this title tonight just shot through the roof, Cresta. I agree. And that's nothing taking anything away from Orange Cassidy. I think he, like he said, every week I've been out here, 32 title. Was it 32 title defenses? It was something around that number. It was something really absurd. He was out there every week. Orange Cassidy really put respect on that title. I'll even go ahead and take it one step further and say that the amount of hard work that went into that title and the way that the title is set up is kind of it's kind of ambiguous, kind of like the X Division, in my opinion. Like anyone could win it. And you would be at the top with that prestige of defending yeah. going out there. And I don't know if AEW is at a point yet where they could do for real intergender matches, you know, and have it be competitive and not just reeking dig or Karen and Jeff Jarrett. But when, if they do decide to go that route, this belt will have enough prestige and John Moxley even going after it. They said it in the, Oh my God. Announced the announce table said that he was the only triple crown champion. Cause he won the tag titles. He won the main title and there was another title. He won. That wasn't even the TNC. I think he won the trios. Did he win the trios? I have to go back and look. I don't think so. They said something that he's the only triple crown champion. I don't know what the other one is, but my brain hurts. It's a 1 a.m. And I'm sure Sean Ross Sapp's brain is turning off as well. So you <laughs> they guys did not win the, from. yeah, they did not win the trios titles. Um, but I, this match was unbelievable. It was a main event level match. Ryan mm. says Moxley, the goat, all three shield members are champs again. I love it. Yeah. And I, I would argue that this is a top title as well. New Lack City says, would have never believed this would be better than All In, but I think it might be. OC, Danielson, and Moxley are the heart and soul of AEW. You could say that either one of these were show of the year, and I wouldn't argue with you, New Lack City. Uh And Van Twinblade says, uh, what a finale. Mox and Orange Cassidy put on one hell of a match. Can't wait for Wednesday when Mox cuts his inaugural championship promo. And maybe, just maybe, offers OC a spot in BCC. So, I mean, that's the thing, is that you got to bleed with them to join them. I wouldn't hate it if he was like, you're good. You're good by me. But 
I loved the walkout as well. Like they had Danielson head bandaged up, both <laughs> yeah. celebrating with him and encouraging him. Woo. Jesus Christ. This was, Christ. This was un match. unreal. There, there was one spot that I particularly love, Cresta, and he's doing uh, Orange Cassidy's doing the little light kicks. Mm. And then he really turns him up and turns him up and turns him up. Orange Cassidy has become one of the best overall performers Agreed. in pro wrestling, period. High concept gimmick. If you get it, you get it. And if you don't, I need you to watch three matches and tell me, please, that you get it. Stop yes. littering, Sean. I'm, throw, <laughs> I'm, I'm shooting left-handed across the room into my trash can, Kobe style, left, left-handed and making them, by the way. Oh, well, aren't you a foosball sportsman? Stop it, Rengar, Look at please. this. Look at this. The cap made that one. Look I have no choice cap. but to believe you. Made that one. Here's a third one. I'm on fire. I'm on, on fire. fire. That's me. <laughs> That's me. This match was also interesting because Moxley didn't bleed. Orange Cassidy. Bled. Orange did. That was so crazy. Like within the first 10 minutes, like, oh, uh, Mox is bleeding. My friends were like, no. That's orange. Yeah. He was just grinding his elbow in <laughs> Richie says Tempest put it best, and he said OC made the international championship the AEW or the IWGP Intercontinental title. Yeah, hopefully they don't completely screw it up like they did the IWGP Intercontinental title. That would be great. Uh, Moxley eventually gets the win. Uh, Orange Cassidy hit a spear at one point as well, which was just phenomenal. Phenomenal, like... To use that because everybody's going to go, ooh, we know where that comes from. Mm -hmm. Great match. We're going to wrap up with a couple of super chats. Irene says, while the show wasn't hijacked by punk chants, the Bucks got a loud mixed reaction they leaned into. I think Tony's pre-collision speech has absorbed most of the booze and the ire from the Chicago audience. I think that was concentrated too, Cresta. I think he knew what he was doing and was trying to take any heat off of other people. Yeah, because like, I think Sometimes us as wrestling fans get so caught up on the internet and I it doesn't translate all the time in real life. I think it's okay to be upset and be mad, but realistically, in this case, the Bucks had nothing to do with that. And I'm going to echo what you said. No one can force another grown man to hit somebody. You don't have to take every invitation to every argument or fight that you're invited to. So I think, like you said, it's concentrated. You already knew what it was. It was released before the show, so it wasn't a shock before the show. He said it during this, before the show on air, and I think using the Bucks twice in the one day, so if you had to get your booze out and get yuck yucks out, you could get them out in this catharsis. I think going forward we won't really hear too much about it unless Unless something else stupid comes out or, or happens, I don't think we'll. I think tonight was a good indicator of what's to happen going forward. Uh, Tony uh, at the press conference says that they had Brian and Okada wrestle this year to see who the greatest wrestler is. Then Brian says, "Yeah." Then we found out it was John Moxley, <laughs> <laughs> which is really great. He needs time off. Him and Orange Cassidy need to take a break. <laughs> We've got. Uh, Rex Fortune saying, I'm just happy you didn't have to eat another pin tonight and he could be on the winning side. I want to see him keep growing. I love the little shithead stuff. He does the little shithead stuff really, really well. Well, uh, guys, hopefully we did really, really well tonight. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed this show. I know that the scrum is also on. We tried to keep you guys 
updated as as possible uh, as as much as we could fightful select.com we got the alex and kate show going on there now i'm just gonna give you guys uh, the rundown of what we had today for five dollars in the entire month you got alex and kate sour graps we had the all-out scoops thread we had stuff about jeff jarrett billy stark sunny kiss we can we broke the news that sunny kiss is officially gone from aew uh, all out news, uh, CM Punk, Ricky Starks, Brian Danielson news, the direction of collision. Uh, there were rumors that CM Punk signs were being taken. That was true. There were also rumors that we debunked that people were made to turn their shirts inside out. What the hell are you guys talking about? We had a massive update on CM Punk as well. We had the all out exclusive pre show. We had Maxine Dupree speaking of Fightful Select about uh, Chad Gable about who told her to use Manami Toyota's moves. We had Alex Kane news as well. Then we had a bunch of MLW news. Who was backstage at AEW Dynamite? SmackDown producers, John Cena news. That's just today. Just today. Elite Biscuits has best $5 in the business. There you go. It says, uh, uh, Miss Tonight's show heard it was great. What I miss? You missed a good one. You should watch it. Uh, Cresta, tell the people where they can find you. Ladies and gentlemen, this was a lot of fun. I'm sorry for the Bully Ray run-in. Bully Ray is very hungry. You can find me Thursdays and Saturdays here on Fightful. On Thursdays, it's me and Joel Pearl going over everything that happens on Impact Wrestling. On Saturdays, it's your rest friend Iridian, Ricochino, and sometimes Sean Ross Sapp. Please stop throwing things off my desk. Uh, Sean Ross Sapp, and we go over all the stuff that happens on Collision. Besides that, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, you can find me over on twitch.tv slash Star or TikTok uh dot com slash crest to star watching wrestling and playing video games with you if that's a lot to swallow and to digest you can go over to twitter or x or whatever it's called dot com and go to my um page is cresta v star like megan v stallion and click on my link tree everything's there in my bio sean i know where they can find you but in case people live under a rock where can they find you fightful that's where <laughs> i am uh we are here every night except for sunday nights and Guess where we are tonight here, <laughs> youtube.com slash Fightful on a Sunday night, FightfulSelect.com. That is our lifeblood. Please drop five bucks until next time, guys. We're out. Bully Ray, say bye. <laughs> Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.